Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. In this episode, I'm delighted to be in Hyde Park with Esther Abrami. Esther is a 25-year-old violinist who is signed to a major music label, Sony Classical. Esther, who now has over 260,000 followers on Instagram alongside her career, has described herself as being a young, modern woman working in a man's world. She is passionate about supporting women in classical music and often speaks out about the truth behind what goes into forging a successful career in the industry. We all know how imperative it is to have good solid footwear while out stomping and so I'm excited to be sponsored by Fitflop this week. You know by now that the mission of the Stompcast is to get you out walking every week for an hour and we have no weeks off which means we're walking in all weather conditions. One week we'll be hiking through muddy woods on a wet and windy day and the next we're waltzing through a park on a crisp and sunny afternoon and so we can't get wrong what's on our feet. Luckily Fitflop have got us covered for all terrains and conditions. For wintry walks, their range of wander wellies, which are totally waterproof yet feel just like trainers, are perfect for wading through puddles. And for sunnier climbs, there's a great range of sandals and breathable knit trainers available too. Of course, each pair of shoes are made with our body's natural movement in mind. And so whatever the weather, you'll be set for stomping. Welcome to the Stompcast, Esther. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, thank you. It actually feels nice to have the break during the day and actually go for a walk. Yes. Today was like such a hectic day, so it feels really nice to be here. (laughs) So we are speaking, it's lunchtime, so it's a lunchtime stomp. Um, and you last night flew back from Marseille, yeah. which is home for you, or like yeah, well, my, yeah, it's where I'm from where originally. From? Yeah, originally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then you flew over yeah. to London. We're in yes. Hyde Park right now, aren't we? We are. Yeah. And you did a lot of studio recording this morning. Is that yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Was the stomp needed? It really was. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about what you've been up to uh, today. Yeah, I recorded all morning. Kind of had an early wake up, warmed up in my hotel room, and hoping that none of the neighbours around would <laughs> complain <laughs> with scales first thing in the oh, morning um, yeah. at 8am. Uh, but nobody complained, so all good. <laughs> I, I think being, if, if you can have anyone next door to you or around you uh, playing an instrument or music, I think it's probably you playing one of the best <laughs> violinists in the world. I, well, playing sorry, away. Um, no, we can certainly say that. Uh, I hear you play. Um, I, I, well, I first met you at the Classic FM Live, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Royal Albert Hall. Royal Albert Hall. And yeah. I believe that was the first time you played there, wasn't yeah, it? it was. And there yeah, was, it was a, am I right? There was a childhood, childhood dream for you, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. Well, we're going to go all into that in a little bit. So we're here in Hyde Park. We're going to do the five senses. I absolutely love doing this. And just to say everyone that's stomping with us, Mm -hmm. I hope wherever you are, whatever time of year, whatever time of day you're listening to this, you enjoy it and take it all in. So we're going to walk and talk for the next hour. We're going to relax you, inspire you, hopefully, and you'll come away feeling really refreshed. So we're going to start off with five senses. What can you see? Um, I can see green. I can see space. 
and sky and clouds. There is a few flowers actually, lots of green definitely. What I love about Hyde Park is you've got these huge trees and I'd love to yeah. uh, bring in some fantastic knowledge of trees but they're just big ones, that's how I describe them. They're really big trees. Yeah, I love trees. You've got brown trees, you've got green trees. I used you've to have a little, like my dad just made like a little house yeah. when I was younger in one of the big trees that oh, we Oh, tree house. So, so does it give you some memories then? Yeah, trees? <laughs> it does. It's funny, when you look around, things always trigger your memories in different ways. And this tree is not a willow tree to our left, but it kind of reminds me of that because it kind of, kind of droops quite a bit. And there's a tree in my garden in West Wales I grew up and it was, it was kind of looked like that. And it's in the middle of the garden and, and I was hoping it would grow really tr tall to build a tree house in, but willow trees take a long time to grow. So, so uh, you were, you were unfortunately, all grown up by the time that it was... It was about <laughs> as high as me by the time... <laughs> But it was quite cute. No, it was bigger than it. It was about two or three times my height. But uh, yes, I am quite tall, so sadly it would be no good for a treehouse. Okay. Uh, I agree as well, the wide open spaces. Yeah. There's lots of space here, space, isn't there? Yeah. And it's quite nice just to, especially in cities, I mean, you talk about Marseille, Manchester, yeah. where you're living, or you're based, and obviously in London, you're, they're quite yeah. urban, condensed I, areas, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, and I think we, we t I mean, I don't know, I certainly do tend to kind of stay in like closed spaces for such a long time practicing like yep. locking myself up in a practice room just this morning i was just in a recording studio and there's no window there's nothing you're just kind of there for hours around there yeah so and you don't see any daylight so it's just nice <laughs> a bit off, yeah a it's bit nice to that. break up your day and things yeah what can you hear i can hear birds i can hear yeah you can hear the tree. Can you? <laughs> let's have a listen shall we You can't hear something tweeting at the top of yeah. the tree to the left. And the wind with the with the leaves, because it's starting to be like full soon, so you can like hear the wind and the kind of the leaves. You're right, like, going you're right, because the wind is picking up and it has been quite a blustery few days. You can hear, of course, we are in the middle of London, literally in the centre of yeah. of London. You can hear some roadworks and noise, and I think in a way, I don't mind that because we are in the city, but you still get that kind of benefit that it is quieter than it would be yeah. if we stood if at Knightsbridge, right? So you still Definitely. get relatively quieter. Okay, what can you smell? I say mm. as we're walking literally past cut grass. grass. Yeah, cut grass. Freshly right. cut grass. I can definitely smell that. Yeah, it's quite, quite fresh here, isn't it? Definitely some cut grass. Sadly, obviously, we're going to lose that uh, as, the, as we go further into the winter and autumn. But it's really nice to kind of smell that fresh cut grass. And anyone, like, as we're walking right now, just have a little, little think about the senses that you can smell. Like, where are you? What is around you? Can you smell your cup of coffee that's in your hand? Or... You know, you buy a farmyard, you can smell the delights of, a, <laughs> of the farmyard or, or whatever it is. So just focus on your senses. Touch, walking past a tree, some leaves. I really like to, I really, I, when I'm out walking, I always like to touch things. I have to be careful because yeah. you want to damage the kind of plant life or anything, but it's nice. Um, I have, actually, because I was just back in France where, where I'm from, and my parents have a, we've always had a house in the countryside. Mm. and. I'm always in cities usually, so one of the first things I do when I come back home is go for a walk for a run usually mm. in, the, in the morning and I love to get, yeah, to just grab things. And you know when you're a kid, you mm. tend to do that so much and then you stop you somehow. Yeah, it's weird but though, isn't it's it? great taking a leaf out and looking at it and like, you know, doing things like that. It's, yeah. it's kind of sad as you get older, you kind of become almost less inquisitive. You know, we, we spend more time on our phones, yeah. less time, say, you mentioned, climb, you know, tree houses, climbing yeah. trees, you, you know, you feel the oak, the, the smell of the tree, you're, you're rolling around in, in, the, in the grass, you're, you're listening more. I think, 
you know, so much of that stuff that we didn't really realise was grounding, was brilliant grounding when we were children. And I think you have to focus more now as you get older and as you're adults and you've got so many distractions, yeah. you've got your manager saying, you know, <laughs> get back and record another song, like how dare you leave your box. Um, you've got to really immerse yourself in, in, your, in your surroundings. Taste. Uh, I just had a lovely fresh coffee actually, so I can still taste the delights of that, that coffee. That's we... nice. Do you want to hear my story? I ran to the hotel to drop my violin back and there was a bit of croissants left from oh, my lovely. breakfast this morning. I just grabbed a tiny oh, bit. <laughs> so that was your what... stomping feel. Yeah. Is that part of your stomping toolkit? We'll come back to that in a moment. So take me back to that time then. So you're 13, 14 year old. I think it's clear to people around you that you have a talent. You have some people that maybe doubt a little bit about how naive it might be. How do you then take that jump to go from <laughs> living outside of Marseille in the countryside to mm. flying over to Manchester? Because you went to Chatham yeah. uh, Music that, College, is that Yeah, right? music school, yeah. Music yeah. school. Um, how do you make that jump? Because that sounds pretty scary for a 14 yeah. year old. I was scared of getting on the bus, let alone <laughs> <laughs> jumping on a plane and coming um, over here. I've always had this personality of like I'm not scared of just going places I don't know when I you know I I find it quite exciting yeah. I get bored when I'm always in the same place but so I I mean the reason why I went there was mostly because we were trying to find somewhere that would fit for me to have firstly to have around me other people of my age who wanted yeah. to do the same thing so that was a huge thing back in France I was the only one who was you know working these hours it was school and then after school, the others went to, you know, have fun or like did their homeworks and then went out. And I was playing the violin, you know, and practicing that and then going to music theory. And then, so it was just never ending. And it was sacrifice, a lot of, yeah, a lot of sacrifices, but, and it was, get, it was getting a bit too much. I was struggling to keep a good level at school. And so we were trying to find somewhere where everything could be done, you know, properly so that it's the hours are managed in a way that I can practice and Cheatham School kind of came up in conversation and and it felt like it was the perfect place you know you had your school but it was all students who wanted to do that you know to mm. become musicians who were serious about it so I auditioned um where did you audition was it over? it was in Manchester yeah you I had went to come I, over. Yeah, yeah, I came over a lot of pressure then to... I, I, I first sent a cd like a dvd thing and then I got through the first round and then we went with my parents, I remember, and I went to audition. Were you nervous? I was nervous. I couldn't speak English. Uh, so I remember just like, you know, saying hi to the jury and they said something and I didn't understand it. Yeah, like, and cool, I was let just me just like, play. Let me just grab my bow yeah. here. <laughs> so so I I'm picking up now played. on my left shoulder. And do you know what? Actually, they asked because this is a school and then I had to do my GCSEs and my A-levels and everything in English. And I, when I say I didn't speak English, I really mean really? I did not speak English. It's not the kind of common thing when you can still have a conversation. I couldn't. Um, and so I remember that because they asked to have like a minimum English level. And I remember that for the interview during the audition, I had learned by her like a presentation about me. But you know when you learn it by her as if like, I didn't yeah. really know what I was saying. I just learned, like just don't ask me rote, a question yeah. about what I'm just saying because I want people to answer. I'm just reading out what I learned by her. That's, that's amazing <laughs> commitment though. And in fact, can I just say, I guarantee that your English would still be better than my French. We nearly got attacked then by a, what a, what a oh my gosh, look, they're not, falling. Yeah. You see these? What do you call these again? Ah yes, conquerors. Look, take, look at these. We nearly got smacked in the head Good by a conquer yeah. people. So when you're out walking, be steady and careful because we only got done. We <laughs> yeah, wrote. So you'd learnt this off by rote. You'd wowed them with your violin yeah, skills. What just, happened next? They said, "Right, you're I got in. in." I got in. I got a letter. Remember, we got the letter by post. Excited. Saying that I, was, I can see you so yeah, excited. Yeah, now. You just, just, you just like, danced while you said that. And I think it really, you know, it was. Yeah, it was. 
complete new experience and and I left so when I was yeah 14 in September 14 years old and uh, I left. We went from sunny south of France and I can say this because I've got Manchester. producer Charlie who can verify my claims that it does rain quite a lot <laughs> in Manchester she's nodding currently um, uh, what was that transition like from the place that you know with your family and your friends to a place that you're chasing your dreams and this is where you wanted to be it's quite different and is, not easy yeah. all the time I'd imagine no it I mean yeah there was some hard time but generally I had a and you know there was loads of supportive people I actually now live in Manchester and one of the reasons is because I felt so welcome there oh, from the first moments I came um, and you know as I said yeah I didn't I didn't speak English. I've got memories of my of my first kind of months there yeah what was it like because you were like gosh you'll learn English <laughs> I'm also continuing to learn the violin yeah a new city like <laughs> yeah and it, everything was new I think I yeah I didn't know anyone everything was new and I remember people speaking at me and I just did not understand anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But do you know what I mean? When it's you just don't get anything of what somebody is saying, and everybody's just speaking a language that you don't understand. But you know what? I still, I still had a wonderful time, and people were really nice, and um, you know, and and yeah, and I, I managed after a few months, I started being able to have full-on conversations and understanding more and more. You know, there were some challenging times, obviously, with, I guess, with school. Uh, that was the first thing, you know, I... Were you doing well, GCSEs yeah, as well? It was GCSEs. I was, yeah. You know, to English learn the language at 14, go straight into GCSEs. <laughs> yeah. And you sat your GCSEs as well as presumably doing further yeah. grades and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and you did all right? Went yeah, all right? I did. Yeah, I was actually really happy. Well, I had great teachers as well who were, you know, really supportive and really helped me, and especially... Actually, funny enough, English literature, I had a wonderful teacher and I, I mean, you know, it came from the very first lesson where I did not understand a single word to actually, you know, enjoying analyzing poems and Shakespeare and all of wow. that. And I never thought I ever would, you know. That must be amazing. I think for any teachers listening, it must be incredible. I know that it's an incredibly pressured job to do, but it must be an amazing moment seeing someone. I mean, that's a particular story that is... I think quite endearing and empowering, but to, hear, to see someone literally go from very little English, if known, yeah. to actually reading Shakespeare yeah. in a few years is quite an amazing story. What, what was it like boarding? Because I mm. understand you stayed and then you went did. back, didn't you? You went yeah, back on holidays. Yeah, I came back during holidays, stuff. but I was a boarding You missed your family? Student. I did. Um, I did miss my family, but I think, you know, as a teenager, it was also great to be surrounded by people of my age and actually have. You know, I was working a lot, but you still, because of the boarding aspect, you still had a lot of moments where we had fun. And with when I was in France, because I was working so much all the time, and I was with my parents otherwise, you know, living with them, then I didn't really get any social, you know, moments with other people. So that, that felt quite nice. Um, I think it also helped me to become more independent. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, so I think, yeah, I think that was nice. And then... Obviously, it was getting through this four years, so it was 14 to 18. Um, and I guess, you know, also the idea of, you know, coming closer to music college, to university, the stress that come with that, and kind of the hours of practicing kind of became how more many, Well, how many hours of practice? So you do your school days. How many hours outside of that would you do practice? It was when I was... You, you're going to think I'm crazy because I used to work absolutely crazy. I, was, I used to have people laughing at me in my ear 
from how much I've And they're worked. probably working very hard as well. <laughs> yeah, but it was just that, you know, it was pretty silly of me, but, you know, when you want something so, so bad and, and then I, you know, I felt behind my whole time there. I felt like I was behind because I came from my little city in France. Where, so you felt like you were making up almost. Yeah, absolutely, all the time, you know, and, and you come and you have people from an international level. And I came and I was like, oh, I might have a bit of talent, but I mean, I am far behind and my talent is not going to take me anywhere, you know. <laughs> and so you felt like you had to really go for it. Yeah. So when you're, when you're not recording and yeah. you're just, say, do you, you know, just playing the violin, maybe in a beautiful countryside setting, <laughs> I don't know why you'd necessarily go, but you're just playing in the countryside setting. Do you find the act of still playing instruments and music do you find that still to be relaxing or do I, whenever you pick up that instrument is it work no it's not work all the time sometimes it depends it's funny because it's nice to be asked this question because you know it feels like you kind of understand that yeah it is a job because a lot of people say to me oh it must be so amazing to live off your passion which is it is it totally is it's awesome but that doesn't mean that you wake up every day and you want to work because it's still work and there's so many frustrating moments and I think people sometimes they mix the idea of yeah it's something that you love but that doesn't mean that there's moment when you want to quit that doesn't mean there's you know moment that you just want to stop not work and you get frustrated because it happens so much and especially with instruments but it's a balance obviously there's also amazing moments and you know sometimes yeah it's gonna be hard and I think okay I just have, I've got to do it it's work you've got to do it Got, got like a concert coming up or you've got something I'm tired or not in the mood but you've got to do it um, but you know there's so many so many times when you just just think this is great this is like relaxing it makes me feel like connected or, connected yeah. yeah and like it's it's what I'm meant to do I don't know this kind it, of feeling oh, no, I, I get it and um, actually, honestly, when you were when you were playing um, and for anyone, I mean, you can go back and watch the actual concert, but yeah. you can certainly watch the clip of you, you playing. Because you played um, the Lark. Yeah, Lark Ascending. Lark Ascending, yeah. which is actually one of my favourite bits <laughs> of classical music. It's really linked music. to nature as well. It's so beautiful. And, and, and the song, what's amazing, the name Lark Ascending, yeah. it literally gives you that feeling of that bird, of the that Lark, bird, yeah. rising. Because the they do, written, don't they? They yeah. sit with the heat you, and they just yeah. rise. And, and you can hear that in the music. There's, there's it's the just incredible. In it, just, yeah. When I listen to it, every hair on my body was was upright it just must be so incredible I, mean, I don't want to dive into that i want to save this channel in part two so we're not we're going to give all you listeners too much too early we don't get you too excited too but it really that feeling for me was just incredible of sitting there and just just listening to that and and part of that reason is that that song makes you think of nature it yeah. makes you think of it the does. outer world and i often think that music deep down triggers something that makes mm. us feel connected with the planet and the yeah. world around us yeah so you know as we're outside now and things even listening to music and when i listen to music stomping just makes you feel so connected and relaxed i'm glad you've kind of been really honest about that because people often go oh you do this what a great life it's like saying to a footballer you know actually a bad example they get so much stick but saying oh you know it's you know ronaldo must be amazing for him he's a fantastic footballer or he earns all this money and you know wins everything yeah. but i'm sure there are times he wanted to yeah. quit wanted to give up where he thought he was going to fail the commitment you need over yeah. over a long period of time and yeah. Something can be really enjoyable and great, but also really hard work at the same yeah, time. It's not absolutely. mutually exclusive. And, and something has to be really it's fun. It's the thing. I think it, for example, that coming back to the Royal Albert Hall moment, you know, the, 
the reason why it felt for me it felt such a special moment on stage is because it was it was hard to get there it was a whole journey of ups and downs of wanting to give up of thinking i was actually going to give up and never even do music in my life later on and hours and hours and hours hours of practice since i'm a kid and all of this build up to your dream and to your dream actually happening but if it was easy if it, if you hadn't gone through all of that then it wouldn't have the same value absolutely and I'd imagine all the things even whether you are a Cristiano Ronaldo or whether yourself playing in the Royal Albert Hall the fundamentals of how you keep yourself going through those times when you're in a yeah. question yourself are the same and I think nature yeah. and stomping and walking outside is a big time big yeah. part of that yeah. talk to me about um, your connection with nature when you're younger because I find it interesting that you were born uh, in France you obviously live in what we see as slightly more industrial city as Manchester um, and you come down to London how is your connection with nature now compared to maybe when you were growing up I mean when I so I, I was born in Marseille which is a yeah this proper city but then my parents very quickly moved to the countryside so all my memories of when I'm younger, outside, mm -hmm. really. I mean, and I used to love being outside. I used to love animals and used to be always surrounded by cats. And um, so that's kind of my memory from when I was younger. And um, I guess it did. I moved to the UK when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. It was early and I left my parents. I kind of came on my own here in the UK. I went to Manchester first thing. Um, and you're boarding there as part yeah, of your music was, studies, yeah. weren't you? And I think you know, and I went there for four years and it, and then I went to London, the Royal College of Music. And I think definitely part of sometimes when it felt a bit too much is because I think I was used to being outside a lot and I was used to, um, yeah, going on walks, taking the time to do these things. And then you kind of get into a city and then also you get into being an adult, which which <laughs> is great in some parts, <laughs> not so great in others. But And you definitely kind of, yes, stop taking this time. And, and I think it's sometimes later when you're a tiny bit older that you realise how important it is. Um, and I've, you know, I've come back to it now, but it's, I definitely had a moment in my teenage years where it was all gone, all yeah. of that time, you know, yeah. outside with nature. And, and now, now I see the value and now I see how much it's helping. And I actually go back home quite a lot as well. And it feels great, you know, just opening my window sometimes and actually seeing nature instead of a city. That do you, you recognise the smells? Because when I go back to Wales and I go back to like around where I grew up, they, I just feel, I just can't explain it. Maybe it's in my head, I don't really know. It doesn't, probably doesn't really matter, but I feel like the smell, the sight, even the, the air, you yeah, know your home. Yeah, the light home. as well. There's something about the light in the south of France. It's just different. It's like a glow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's I'm going to go to the I just passed my motorbike test. I'm going to have to ride all the way down the south. You, you have to. You have to come. <laughs> I'd love to. It'd be a beautiful trip. There. But yeah, it just makes you feel. And that's why I say to you guys listening, guys and girls, just just think about where you are. Focus on those on those sense. I mean, one of the big reasons that I started the Stompcast is that when I was at university, I really struggled with my mental health. And I think so much of it was because I stopped going outside, I stopped seeing people. Mm. But, I, but really importantly, I just wasn't out in nature. Like I was used yeah. to growing up in Wales and countryside, feeling a real connection with the world. Yeah. I felt really lost. Yeah. And one yeah, of the biggest totally things I that. did, which changed my life, I'm not saying it fixes everyone's, and I'm not saying that the, you can cure everything by going <laughs> for a walk, but right, I'm you telling you, things. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm telling you one, one thing that I felt so much better once I got into a routine, not first day, not the second day, but after yeah. weeks 
and even a few months of just getting outside, of moving, everything else came into place. Mm. I slept better because I got yeah. light. I moved, my blood was going to you know, blood was going to my brain. I bumped into people and started talking to people. I got yeah. to know people in the coffee shops mm. because I go to the same coffee shop yeah. and get chatting. And they go, oh well, do you know? I'm going, you know, doing a barbecue. Should we go and have a barbecue or whatever? You know, and it's amazing yeah. the connections you make. I mean, I was walking with Abby, and we were out just for a break. You know, it'd been a busy day in the office. We just got out for a walk. We bumped into this artist. And uh, he's this very, very famous artist that paints for all these exhibitions. I just stopped and got chatting to him. I said, what are you painting? Like, what are you doing? And he said, I started painting for my mental health yeah. years ago because I felt so lost and I felt so disconnected with nature. I started painting nature. And then because of that, he's become this incredible artist. So when you're out and about, surprise, surprise, you meet people as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. And I think that's one thing as well when you sometimes get so much into work and you isolate from people and you're kind of completely into your own world and definitely I think when going for what you, you kind of you're forced to look around right like yeah. and yeah as you said you can meet people you can actually interact and it seems like such a like given thing to do but it really isn't especially as you said like in you know when you're a student at university I just feel like a lot of a lot of people do struggle and you often feel like you're on your own but and it's just you. Clearly, and it's not just. <laughs> it wasn't just me. It's not just you. And if anyone's <laughs> out there walking and you feel a bit flat, you feel a bit low. I just want you, as you're listening to this, put your phone away. You know, we're in your ears with you. Just, just look around and just notice what you see as we're walking now. I can see a very London-style, uh, London-style lamppost there, which is beautiful. We just had a line bike, which is very <laughs> London as well, but much newer, flying by. You know, again, massive trees. Uh, we've got one bit of cut grass here on the other side. We've got quite natural foliage. And I just think when you just stop and look around, even a few moments, if it gives you a break from your thoughts and from the noise, mm. even for a few seconds, those are the seconds well spent. So give that a try, people. I know we've kind of gone through the five senses, but I really encourage you to practice doing that on your walk. Put your phone away. Leave that email for half an hour even, or put that violin down. <laughs> what do you call the thing you play the violin thing with? The stick. The bow. The stick. <laughs> the bow. The, the bow stick you use to play the violin. Ah, so it's been great to wander with you. I'd love to hear what is in your stomping toolkit. What do you What do you need with you when you're out on your walk? Not very much, to be honest. I actually, when I can, avoid taking my phone with me even do you, do you leave your phone i try to do it's, you it's hard it's hard i've got to be honest i've never done it it's it feels liberating when you do sometimes um i mean not always because obviously sometimes you need it and you need to be able to call someone if needed but if you're not going too far and and even for like 10 minutes it feels great because you've got nothing else to do then <laughs> just looking around and especially if it, because it's hard i you know you were saying about putting your phone down but it's really hard sometimes to do that. You kind of, it's so easy to be just glued on it and, and just answering people. And so when you don't have it, you just haven't, you just have to do other things. <laughs> so <laughs> that's sometimes what I try to do. It's uh, interesting you say that as well, because I, I was walking the other day with my friend and my phone actually went flat. So I didn't leave it at home, oh, unintentionally oh, flat, so oh, I couldn't touch yeah. it, which is great. But he kept, his wrist kept pinging and he kept looking at it and he kept going like this. And, and I said to him, I said, God, that's, it's not that gonna... and he said, he said, do you know what, it is actually, it's constantly the WhatsApps yeah. appearing in your wrist, people asking questions, you know, trying yeah. to like speak to you. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of watch, I, you know, I wear Fitbit, great for tracking, sleep, exercise, yeah. all these kind of things. But I would really advise people, don't have notifications on your smart watch thing. Yeah. You've got enough 
pings yeah. on your phone, yeah. don't have it on there as well. Yeah. Especially if you're walking. The, you know, the whole point of wearing a smart watch is to yeah. encourage you to move. Yeah. Don't have it telling you that your wife's asked you <laughs> what you want for dinner when you just need five yeah. minutes. I know? think especially when you know when you're taking literally what is it like sometimes less than an hour off your day. If you are going to make the effort to do that, you might as well try and enjoy it as much as you can and take the most out of it. And that's why I think, you know, if you're on a walk and you're still checking emails or you're still on the phone or you're still, you know, it's, you, you know, it's, it's a shame. Just, just enjoy the, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the actual walk. And that's why I try and not have it. Sometimes I will have a book with me if I have a bit more time. So I'll just have sit. a little break and, and read a little bit. Um, again, that's kind of helped, that helps me a lot to, I mean, I love reading generally anyway, but it helps me to get away from everything that's going on, you know, instantly at the moment. At the moment. What are you reading at the moment? Um, I'm reading a, um, a book from Simone de Beauvoir. Uh, she's a French, well, she was a French writer, and she, was a, she wrote a very famous book called The Second Sex. Okay. And yeah, it's, I think it's one of the very first kind of, well, known anyway, like book about feminism. Okay, yeah. fantastic. And, and do you, so do you find that the only thing I, I with reading is I often find it can sometimes, depends on the book I'm reading, kind of overstimulates your mind. So mm. some of it, if it, especially books that might be, might trigger something within yeah. you. Do you ever find yeah. you get stressed out when you're reading? It's, um, a fem, it's about <laughs> feminism and like, I mean, oppression particularly and things. Yeah, stuff, I feel, I don't, like, the no, I feel like, I know what you mean, because sometimes then you're going to really get into it, but it still feels nice because it gets you out of my own, I don't know, like worries or problems. Yes. It's something different. So even if it's a different fire, it's a different something else, but it's, again, just taking you out of that and, and actually being able to, and you know, what's funny is that sometimes, even though I really love reading and I have a book next to me, if I have my phone, I'm still so tempted to just yeah, sure. be there and... So it's a distraction yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Now I've got to ask you one more question before mm. we wrap up part one. When you're out on your stomps, do you listen to music? I do. Sometimes I do and sometimes I'll have to admit I love listening to the... Just do you listen to heavy around? metal, Metallica maybe, Guns N' Roses? <laughs> I, right, I'll tell you one thing, I do not listen only to classical music. <laughs> I, like, I thought that might be a myth. That. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> like angels sing as you get up in the morning. Like, yeah. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor this week, Fitflop. Don't forget to head to fitflop.com to make sure you're equipped to stomp in all weathers, just like me and my guests. Well, thank you everyone for listening to part uh, one of the Stompcast episode. We're walking around Hyde Park. Uh, we've had a great chat with Esther. It's such a lovely day. So whether whether you're going to continue your walk now or you're going to have a break, come back to it tomorrow. You've done a great job enjoy it you know take the time for you it's your mental health it's your body well done hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 